WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Well, good Sunday morning to everyone, and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And regretfully, uh, Terry Lee is not available to join me for the recording for this Sunday's show. It's uh, very late on uh, Thursday evening. It's about 20 minutes after 11 p.m. We've just returned home from Tazewell, Virginia. We've been uh, over in Tazewell for the last 24 hours uh, with our youngest daughter and her husband as they prepare uh, to become uh, first-time parents. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that on this show in previous weeks, and uh, we're, we're racing toward uh, that finish line. Uh, she's uh, been to the doctor and anticipates any day uh, between now and next Wednesday uh, that she will deliver uh, her baby girl. And so we're very excited about that. As we've said, you know, children are a gift from God. Uh, we were blessed with three children. We were blessed with uh, uh, three children that are now having their own children and uh, being uh, grandparents. This will be our third child, a third grandchild uh, into our family. And we're just so excited for it. We, we have enjoyed uh, our two grandchildren that our oldest daughter uh, has given us uh, immensely. Uh, it's, uh, we have one three-year-old granddaughter and a six-month-old grandson. And now we're adding uh, yet a second granddaughter to the mix and just so excited for it. Uh, we were over there for the last 24 hours because I had a ministry opportunity at a state prison, a maximum security prison, about 45 minutes from where my, where our daughter and son-in-law live. And uh, so I was over there uh, leading two services on Thursday of, of this past week and uh, just incredible time in that. And it afforded us the opportunity to stay the night, Wednesday night into Thursday at, uh, at Whitney and Chris's home. And uh, again, just excited for uh, the addition that's that's coming. Terry Lee uh, on Sunday will leave for Tazewell, and she'll stay there for two weeks, helping them uh, adjust uh, to a, a, a changed life. Uh, you know, when when children, when we bring children into this world, when God gives us the gift of a child, that child uh, has to take priority in our life. Um, just after God. Uh, the child can't do for himself or herself. Uh, that child didn't ask to come into this world. Uh, and it's dependent on us to be their provider, be their caretaker, uh, be the one to dispense love into their life, just to love on them and to take, you know, to take care of every, whatever their need is. And, um, uh, it's kind of a reflection of what, what God is to each of us that call on him to be our father. Uh, It's often said that uh, God is everyone's father, but that's not an accurate statement. If you read the Bible, God is the creator of all, but he's not the father of all. He's only the father of the ones who call on him to be their father. And not everybody does. Uh, But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's been a great day on Thursday. It's, it's been a great week. In fact, it's been an incredible month as we are approaching the halfway point of the month. And, uh, just the opportunities that God has opened the door for us to walk in and uh, the ministry experiences that we've had 
uh, the impending arrival of our granddaughter. Uh, just so many wonderful things are, are unfolding in front of us, and it's uh, just all glory to God. We're just so thankful. Uh, we, we give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in what he's doing in our lives, and uh, look forward to just sharing with you over the next uh, 25, 30 minutes uh, about some of that activity. But let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I just come to you right now, and I just thank you for uh, what you're doing right now. I thank you for the difficulties we're experiencing. I thank you for how uh, you're using those challenges in our life and in the life of me and Terry Lee uh, to bring about growth. We, we, we appreciate the challenges uh, to bring about a deeper walk, a deeper faith walk, or a deeper dependence on you uh, for every need that we have in every situation in our life. It's, it's only growing us closer together as a couple and deeper into our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And Father God, we just would uh, have a desire that everyone would have that type of relationship, that type of faith walk that would just be strengthened through every trial and every storm. And that when you emerge on the other side, when we get on the other side, we can celebrate what you've done. We can enjoy uh, that moment, that time where we're where we're in the valley, or excuse me, on the mountaintop, when we get the view of the valley, when we get the view of what we've come through, knowing that you were faithful to provide, that you were faithful to meet our needs in those situations. So Father God, we just thank you for what you've done. May something that goes forth in this program over the next few minutes serve to encourage one that's listening. Maybe somebody doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Maybe they would reach out and, and reach out to a pastor, reach out to somebody that they know is connected to a church, reach out to us in our ministry in some way to say, I want to know about this Jesus you keep talking about. And we promise to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what he did on the cross for us. It's in his name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes, this uh, this time has been just incredible these last couple of weeks, and and it's not been without difficulty. And I want to start with that because this past Monday on April 10th uh, was the third anniversary of the original release date for our film, My Brother's Crossing. And uh, and the anniversary of that original release date uh, brings about a bit of a sting, a, a brings about a bit of a pain, uh, a bit of pain for us, uh, because in our flesh, we understand all that we lost in the, in the marketing and distribution of the movie. Uh, we've said from the beginning, even before we started filming, that if it could have an impact on one, it would have been worth it. And we still believe that. But in spite of that, we still have to deal with issues in our flesh. And the anniversary of the original release date brings about a special sting for us because in essence, we lost financially, we lost everything we invested in the making of the movie. And not only did we lose it, but everybody that contributed to war lost. Uh, you see, if you think back to uh, April 10th of 2020, it was gonna be Easter weekend. That's the, the original release date for this film. And, uh, and right before, uh, in, in March of 2020, everything shut down because of the COVID virus, the pandemic. Um, and we're not the only ones. Uh, people suffered greater loss than us. They lost loved ones through uh, the illness. Uh, disease uh, infected their bodies and they didn't recover. They, 
uh, resources were limited, maybe not available. And, and so there are people that have suffered greater than us. And I, I don't want to try to magnify us over anybody else, uh, but we too suffered and we too experienced the loss. And, uh, and, and it's just been, uh, it's, it's been significant in terms of our livelihood, what we had anticipated our future uh, involving and being, um, you know, uh, I, I had foreseen that we might have a reentry ministry where people that are being released from jails and prisons uh, would have an opportunity to come to a place that we might be able to afford because of the success of the film that uh, would help them get reestablished in society for, for those that didn't have any type of support system. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen uh, because once the movie theater shut down, we basically lost our investment into uh, what we had set up for the marketing. It was supposed to go to hundreds of theaters across the country. If you've been listening to our radio show for, for a while, you understand all of that. And I apologize if I'm rehashing it, uh, but it's caused us to be in a spot over the last week that's been uh, difficult uh, as, as we battle the emotion in our flesh, uh, the pain of that, the realization that we won't recover. Uh, we're carrying a debt load that we could have secured, we could have resolved had we not done the movie. And, um, and so, um, you know, hindsight is what it is. Uh, I can hardly wrap my mind around the choice we made when we made it, uh, given the outcome, but we didn't know, uh, there was going to be a pandemic as we pursued this. And, and so anyway, that's, that's the reality. And it's, uh, been, uh, a, a difficult, uh, few days, a difficult week, if you will, uh, as we, as we just, again, get through this anniversary and, and, and progress forward. I'm so happy to say that the effect and the impact of the movie has been incredible. And we continue to hear responses from people that are just now hearing about it and just now getting an opportunity to see it. And so we know that the impact is there. We just don't understand why the why as to how it got released the way it did in such a limited way uh, when it was all set up differently. And so... Um, so again, uh, pray for my wife. Uh, she's having a particularly difficult time. This woman is a woman of deep, deep faith. I I've just witnessed it in her life. Uh, our entire marriage, we're coming up on year 36 and, uh, and I've witnessed the strength of this woman as she's walked out her faith. And, and right now she is in a, uh, a low point, uh, the lowest point I've ever seen her. And, and that's even in spite of the death of a husband, in spite of a husband who uh, has been depressed and suicidal. You've heard about that before. I have not seen uh, this low point in her faith, even through all of that until this week. And so I just invite you to, to join me in prayer for Terry Lee and uh, that God would continue to strengthen her and encourage her, remind her of her significance and role in the ministry work that we do, uh, and just, um, just want to lift her up. And, uh, and ask God to, to touch her mind and to heal her heart uh, that is, um, that's hurting right now. And, um, and so anyway, just wanted to share that with you right out of the gate, uh, uh, some of the difficulty that we've had. But we've also enjoyed great experiences of working for God. And, and people don't understand this. I get it. I wouldn't understand it if it didn't happen to me. But here we are living every single day in service to our God. And uh, I've, I, we've been in th uh, three times in two different state prisons just, just the week 
of April 9th. We've been to Green Rock Prison twice, and we've been to a maximum security prison, Keene Mountain, uh, on Thursday. Uh, being involved in services and, and encouraging uh, these men that are incarcerated in these places. We've been to the Franklin County Jail on two occasions. We've been to the Henry County Jail on one occasion. We've been to uh, Amherst Regional Jail. Uh, we, we've been to the Hope Center. Our whole existence these days is to do nothing but to glorify God, to love him and serve the people that he leads us to do, that he leads us to meet, to minister to, to love one. Not everybody we meet, not everybody that he sends us to is ready to receive what we have to offer. But that's not our concern. We would love for everybody to receive what we have to offer. We would love everybody to, to walk in a relationship with Christ. But just as it was between me and my brother, I wasn't ready for it when he was offering it. But the things he spoke into my life and the things he was doing to minister to me, I received it even if I didn't understand that I was receiving it. And such that when I finally ended up in a relationship with C.J. Martin, our now pastor, the messages he began, I began hearing him preach were the same things my brother had been saying to me that my wife had been speaking into me all of these years. And so it's the same with us. We go and minister in dark places. And, and for some, the, the people come and they're not coming to the services, the studies, the conversations, because they want what we have in the spiritual realm. They may be coming because they want a cookie. They want a cup of coffee. Maybe they want to get out of their cell. Maybe they just want an experience that's, that steps them out of their normal environment for just a little bit. If that's their motive, that's fine by me. They're not pulling the wool over my eyes. It doesn't matter to me if that's their motive. Because first and foremost, the reason I'm there, the reason Terry Lee is there, the reason we're there doing these things is our love for God. And this is where God has sent us. And so we're driven by our desire to return the love to God that he has shown to us. We're not doing these things to get God to love us. He's already done that. He did that through his son who went to the cross that I might be reconciled, that I might be saved, that I might have a relationship with our heavenly father. Everything after that point, we do to show God we love him. And maybe, just maybe, at some place along the way, we'll have a connection with one. We say it all the time, ministry is messy. It's exhausting. It's inconvenient. But when you make a connection with one, when you see the Holy Spirit move on one life that you've been speaking truth to, when that happens and when you see the light bulb go off and you see the spirit move on that one individual, it makes all of it worth it. It makes every bit of the frustration, of the exhaustion, of the sacrifice, it makes all of it worth it because you know a life has been transformed for eternity. Somebody asked me recently, what, what is it that I do? What's a hobby? What do I do for fun? I work in ministry for fun. I get such great enjoyment, even in the difficulty. 
I wouldn't want to do anything else. Terry Lee wouldn't want to do anything else. We get such great enjoyment of waking up each day, crying out to God, I surrender this day to you. What would you have me do today? I'll go wherever you say go. This past week, I I was dispatched by the Hope Center. Can you go to Amherst to pick up one? He's being released to come to the Danville Hope Center. He's choosing a new way to live. And I had to move some things around on my schedule to accommodate it, but it worked out. And on Wednesday, I made the trip. I made the trip after taking a man to work at six in the morning who had been released from jail. After going to the Franklin County Jail at 6.30 to lead a devotional, I left Rocky Mount at 7.30 to drive to the regional jail in Hamhurst. And when I pulled in the parking lot and I went inside of the regional jail facility, the person at the front desk said, we don't have a record of that person leaving today. And I said, well, I just got the order yesterday to come get him. Maybe there's a mix-up. It's oftentimes the case. I said, I'll just hang out here a little bit, and we'll see what happens. I'll let my folks know at the Hope Center. You can check on your side, and, and we'll, we'll catch up again in a moment and see, see, what's, see what's what. And after a few minutes passed, I get a call from the Hope Center, and they inform me that the individual who I was supposed to be picking up, his attorney had failed to file paperwork with the court. And it just so happens that his attorney is also on vacation this week. There's no way, there's no chance that this man is going to be released for me to take to the Hope Center. Now, I can tell you the old me, well, first of all, I wouldn't even been there. But if I were there, the old me would have lost it. I would have been angry. I would have lashed out. All I said was, no problem. And as I sat in my car getting ready to leave to go to my next assignment, God, what is it I was supposed to learn in this? Who is it I was supposed to have the encounter with? Because it's obvious it wasn't that man. And over the course of my travel from Amherst to Bassett for my next appointment, I had an encounter with two different people at the Wendy's in Westlake. And it made it the whole trip, the whole circumstance worth it. And had that man at the regional jail been ready to go to Danville, I would never have passed by the Wendy's at Westlake to have that encounter with those two people. And so that's how I have to, God, what are you trying to teach me? Where are you trying to lead me? What am I missing? I just want to be obedient. I just want to serve. I tell you, send me. I'll go. And it's amazing the experiences and the encounters that I get to have just by being open-minded with an open heart and an open spirit to be used by the creator of the universe. Now, for some, this is not going to make any sense. I get it. It didn't make any sense to me once upon a time. But now that I've experienced it, now that I've encountered it, It's incredible. You know, I walked into this maximum security prison for the second time. The first time was on January 5th, and the second time was was on Thursday, today. And I was invited to do a service at 9.30 and 12.30. 
And I don't know what these men are incarcerated for. They're at a maximum security prison. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's some pretty serious stuff. And maybe it's not a place that many would want to go. Again, there's a time in my life I wouldn't have wanted to go. But when I stand before them and I tell them, I used to look down my nose at people like you. When I stand before them and tell them, I didn't come for you. I came because I love my God. And my God sent me here. And I would have come for just one of you. You see the response on their faces because they understand the authentic nature, the genuine, real love for my God that I have that put me in front of them on this day. And both of these services, you could have heard a pin drop as I shared God's word with them. I was so charged up and excited leaving the prison because I knew I had done on that day in those services what God had sent me there to do. And I'm so excited for the next opportunity, wherever that is and whatever that looks like. This life that I live now, this life that Terry Lee and I live and we walk out, is so palpable of the difference and the impact that it's having on people as we walk out our faith. It's something different about you. That's what I hear people say. That's what Pe Terry Lee hears people say. There's something different about you. And it allows me an opportunity. It cracks the door open because my response is, I wasn't always this way. Let me tell you a story. And then to watch. Watch their face light up in amazement as they hear how Christ moved in my life. They hear what my wife has endured to get to a place where now equally yoked. Serving God, loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourself. People will not understand this in the natural. It confounds people. It confounds family. It confounds Others that just don't have the same perspective. And obviously, we don't do it to confound people unless that's going to lead them to a relationship with Christ. This past couple of weeks have been so full of opportunity. This past couple of weeks, have just been incredible. 
being at Green Rock Prison for Easter service, Resurrection Sunday service, watching the worship team that the chaplain asked me to recruit and bring in to minister to these guys, to lead communion as part of the service, to go back in on Monday and hear from some of the men that were at the service on Sunday saying, man, it's the talk of the compound. People were so moved by what took place here yesterday. And to hear from others that weren't at the service, but were there on Monday saying, I sure wish I would have been here. I missed it. This Friday coming up, Terry Lee and I will be at Patrick and Henry Community College in Martinsville showing our movie to the student population there. We've been invited in by the school. We didn't seek it. We didn't ask for it. We didn't knock on the door. We got a call asking what's required to show the movie. If you've got the equipment, you can show it. If you'll allow us to be there, we'll speak about it. There's no cost. We don't ask for anything. We just want an opportunity to point people to Christ. The following weekend, beginning on April 27th and, and going through May 1st, we're going to be we're going to be in the DC Baltimore area with CJ and Fernanda. We're going to be ministering with another couple up there, John Z and Billy Cogman. And the six of us are going to be working together to talk about racial conciliation, to talk about marriage and ministry. We're going to show the movie on Friday night. CJ is going to preach at a church up there on Sunday. We're going to spend quality time, just the six of us, learning and loving and growing together. And then the week we get back, May 1st, that May 2nd through the 5th, we'll spend a week at Green Rock Prison as part of Cairo's ministry. So excited for these opportunities. And not one of them did we seek, did we ask for. God, you open the door, and that's where we'll go. When I declared, here am I, send me. Everything changed in my life. November 15, 2015. Here am I, Lord. Send me. And nothing's been the same since. And I've come to understand the scripture, Isaiah 6 and 8. I didn't know it was scripture when I said it. But now I've come to understand. And when you declare before God Almighty, and a room full of his witnesses, a room full of his saints, here am I, send me. You've given up your right to pick and choose. Did you mean it? Because we're going to find out. I'm going to send you some places that aren't comfortable. I'm going to send you some places that at times are not going to be convenient for you to go. You're going to have to give up something. And this is not an aspect of my salvation. My salvation has been secured when I accepted a relationship with Jesus Christ. But this is all about being a disciple, 
following Christ. I desire to be Christ-like. Terry Lee desires to be Christ-like. And this is the result of saying, send me. Because the harvest is ripe. It's ready. He just needs laborers. And he's going to send us, even if it's just for one. Even if it's to an environment where people are not ready to receive it. Even if it's to an environment where we're going to be ridiculed and rejected. We've got to be prayed up. We've got to be the word of God written on our hearts so we can withstand the wiles of the enemy. And do I stumble? You better believe it. Do I want to give up at times? You better believe it. Do I fall on my face? Absolutely. And God will send somebody. It'll speak life to me. He'll reach down with a hand and say, let me help you up, brother. I know it's hard, but don't quit. And that's what I'm saying to my wife. Terry Lee, you've been through the storms of my life. Don't quit. We've come too far now. We come too far now. We've laid it all out there. We got to press on and walk in what God has for us. I pray that something is said in this has touched you, and I hope you have a great week in the days ahead. God bless you. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.